You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert, Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. What do we do when we're faced with adversity? When life presents its inevitable challenges, how are we going to show up? That's what this episode is about today. And we have one of the foremost experts in the world in fitness and health and transformation. And he's going to be sharing a glimpse into his own personal experience of dealing with life's inevitable challenges. Now, I'm talking about the one and only Sean T. He has some of the most watched, best-selling fitness programs ever devised in the history of humanity. And he's continuing to evolve and to challenge himself and also to learn along the way. And as you're going to discover today, and this is very important, to have this open, honest perspective and this glimpse inside the mind of somebody who is so well-received in the public's eye and also somebody who's very real and who loves his family deeply and as a friend to somebody who's always showing up whenever you need them. But today, he's specifically going to be talking about a few subject matters that are taboo in our culture and things that many of us face in our own lives. And he's going to be talking about the process of aging because we got into the game. You know, he's fresh out of college, you know, and now him being in his mid 40s, he's found ways to evolve and to deal with injuries. And, you know, this is something, again, that a lot of us face over the years. And how do you face these things mentally? Because oftentimes when we're inhibited physically, the mental component makes all the difference in the world. So again, really, really excited about this episode. Now we cannot talk about fitness without talking about my most favorite fitness company in the world. And they're the ones who are providing elite, specialized kettlebells, steel clubs, maces, battle ropes, their new equipment like their hydro core bag. And of course, Things that have been used for hundreds, of, sometimes thousands of years, like the steel clubs and maces, but also sandbags and things like that, being able to tap in and to utilize these tools, no matter where we are in the world, we can access simple fitness equipment that we can do dozens, if not in some instances, even do 100 plus exercises with one piece of equipment. I'm talking about Onnit. Go to onnit.com forward slash model. That's O-N-N-I-T.com forward slash model. You get 10% off all of their fitness equipment. This is exclusive with the Model Health Show. But when we're talking about training, what do we also bring into the table nutritionally? They're also leading the charge with earth-grown nutrient-based pre-workouts, post-workout nutrition, specialized foods, and so much more. In fact, they're one of the few companies in the world that put their products up to the test in peer-reviewed clinical trials. Their pre-workout, Shroom Tech Sport, was the subject of a double-blind, placebo-controlled 12-week clinical trial performed at Florida State University, analyzing the exercise performance of collegiate-age men. The results of the trial showed statistically significant increases in performance. For example, their bench press reps increased by 12% versus the placebo group over the course of the 12-week study. Their combined bench press and back squat reps increased by 7%, and their increase in cardiovascular performance went up by 8.8%. 
This is incredible. It's based on cordyceps medicinal mushroom again, thousands of years of documented history. But now we have all of these wonderful peer-reviewed studies denoting its efficacy. So that's the basis of the formula. Again, all earth-grown nutrients, nothing synthetic. Head over there, check them out, onit.com forward slash model. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com forward slash model. 10% off. Now let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled Health and Pandemic by an Objective Listener. I'm a big fan of your show. Thank you for using this platform to bring awareness of the consequences and aftermath of the pandemic. I'm in the health and fitness industry, and it is sad to see how this pandemic episode has affected our younger generations. But some of us have taken it personal to help out. Thank you again for keeping it real and giving us tools to get back to health. Wonderful. That's so powerful. Thank you so much for leaving that review over on Apple Podcasts. That hit my heart. I really, really do appreciate it. And on that note, let's get to our special guest and topic of the day. Shanti is a world-renowned health and fitness expert and creator of some of the best-selling fitness programs ever put together, including Insanity, Hip Hop Abs, Focus T25, Insanity Max, Size, and several other programs. Sean carries a Bachelor's of Science in Sports Science and also a minor in dance as well, which you would never know by watching him perform. He's also been featured in every major media outlet that you can name, and he's also one of the experts that the experts turn to when they want to uplevel their own health and fitness mindset. We we're just talking about when he we wrapped up this interview, his experience with Serena Williams and being able to play tennis with the GOAT, but also he's a part of her life because she looks to him for inspiration. You know, and that, that's just to say a lot. And that's just one of the many individuals who are at the very top of their game who are looking to and admiring the motivation and also the insights of Shanti. And right now we have him back here on the Model Health Show. Let's jump into this conversation with the amazing Shanti. I've got my brother here That's in right. the studio, my studio, right? <laughs> Last time you were in the studio with me was in St. Louis. That's right. That's wild. Right. Crazy. Crazy. You came to see us at Shock City. Shout out to my guys at Shock City. But hey. now we're here Model Health Studios. Look at that. I have a living legend here. Sean T, what's up, man? What's up? Thanks for having me. I am, uh, you know, it's so cool and chill. It's like you introduced me as your brother. Like, I really feel like I'm hanging out my brother. And the crazy thing is, you know, I don't see you all the time. You know, yeah. we have our interactions. But I definitely feel like, yeah, like it was weird to tell people, I'm going to record a podcast with Sean. I was just like, well, I should say Sean, because I'm Sean. But <laughs> wait a minute. Well, you got the W, you know what I'm saying? I got to, no, but I'm just like, it was weird to be like, I'm going to record a podcast. The first time it was like, I'm going to record a podcast with Sean Stevenson, you know? And yeah. now I'm like, I want to record a podcast, but it feels a little bit different than yeah. that, you know? Yeah. It's more home. Exactly. You know? Especially, you know, with Ann. Like, right. You know, My fan. wife never comes up here, but she came up here to see you. <laughs> and actually she was like, don't say that because other people, you know, other her friends that might come on. She doesn't come to see everybody, but she can't. Well, see you know, me. you know, when there's two, like I said to her, when there's two Sean's in the room, you know, you gotta show up. Let's go. I mean? It's gonna be some fireworks. But thanks so yeah. much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. And she was surprised as I could have been at your transformation recently. <laughs> because you sitting up here filling that seat up. Yo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Swolger. Um, but man, you've had a revelation recently about your own health about your own 
mental well-being, about your perspective, about longevity, mm. you know, can you talk a little bit about that? Because a lot of folks, even folks listening, went along with you on that journey of you having the shoulder surgery. So let's talk about that experience, what you learned from it, and what you're working on right now. You know, what's really interesting about that is, so the last time we did a show together, I was on your show, I should say, because you've been on my show a few times, but um, the last time I was on your show, I was talking about my book. You know, my book had just released. It was like, I guess like right before I had my kids or something. I can't remember. I think I would have my kids. But what's really interesting is I had to use every superpower that's in my book from having shoulder surgery. So make a long story short, I started to feel pain in my shoulder. I couldn't even reach for something on the counter. I couldn't like to reach my left arm into the refrigerator was extremely painful. I had to sleep on my right side. You know, all of these things were like slightly changing in my life, the way I did my fitness, the way I worked out. I couldn't dance. I had to change all of these things purely because of my shoulder. So I had to make the decision to have shoulder surgery. Obviously, prior to the surgery, I went to get an MRI. So I'm thinking it's going to be like, you know, something crazy. So I had a triple shoulder surgery all in one. I had a bone spur that was tearing my rotator cuff. And I also had my labrum was torn. So I had to shave the bone spur down, sew up the rotator cuff and, and the labrum all. It was insane. And so, you know, part of me was a little relieved that it was something so, you know, crazy in there because I, I was definitely feeling pain. But it took me a while to make the decision that I should get surgery because you know me, like I'm wild. You know what I'm saying? I want to be out there. But I did. And I went into it a little bit like, I don't know, like I was kind of like, all right, I'm gonna get this surgery. And I'm, you know, I'm going to weather the storm. And I was just like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to go to therapy. But something completely different happened during this process. It literally made me slow down. It changed my relationship with fitness. It changed my relationship with food. It made me look internally all the way to, which sounds really weird to some people, comes down to even like my hormonal changes. I was able to finally look at, oh, like I'm going to be 44 you know, and so like all of these like little changes started to happen over the first six weeks of physical therapy to the point where, you know, before surgery, I was 194, 95 pounds. And six weeks later, I'm 218 pounds, 220 pounds. I went from that to like hiring a personal trainer. And so this big transformation. But to your point, um, one of the major things that happened during my recovery process is happiness. A lot of people go through shoulder surgery or go through any kind of surgery and it's a downer. It takes them in the dumps because they're not able to do everything that they want to do. And I got extremely happy because it made me slow down. It eliminated stresses in my life. I was able to see clearly and be like, okay, this is stressing me out. I enjoy this. I don't enjoy this. And I got to such a happy place that I was like, I'm going back to therapy. And initially, I think Scott, who's my husband, I think Scott was like, wait, is everything okay? You know, like, are you really stressed? And I'm like, just like I say to people in fitness, when you get to a point in your fitness where you want to sustain your results, it's truly the hardest place to be. Because most people equate sustaining their results with a number. You know, I want to be 145 pounds or whatever the case may be. And so I always tell them, how are you going to sustain the results? And you have to do that throughout the journey. Like, 
accept where you are, accept every level of the process, break through every plateau, but make sure you find time to balance yourself on the plateau. And so for me, I'm like, I'm super happy in this transition of healing. And I was like, I'm going to therapy because I want to sustain this. I was like, I want to try to sustain this feeling. And, you know, a lot of people were like, well, how'd you find a therapist that like wouldn't know Shanti, you know, just kind of this whole thing. And just like anyone else, I went on Google and I, and I literally researched, you know, 40s plus men, you know, kind of new dad, changing my business and my career. And I found this incredible therapist and I am now on a journey to, it's like sustaining my happiness, but I'm also, in addition to that, finding lots of finding out lots of things about me and things that I need to change and things that I need to do. Yeah. But he's a, he's a, um, he's a sports psychologist therapist. So it really helps, you know, with that right, with me. Right. Um, but anyway, so the reason I went to therapy is because I was so happy. I just wanted to try to figure out how to keep that. And so many people, you know, I've been to therapy for, you know, sexual trauma, which we've talked about in your show before. And a lot of people don't go to therapy until they're in a bad place in their divorce or in their marriage, a bad place in their life. You know, something that un, un, they unknowingly suppressed from a kid. And I like to tell people, if you are really happy right now in your life or if you if you have if you're in a place that is joyful, go to therapy now because you can build on the tools that you've already gained and you don't know that you've gained in this moment so that when things when does hit the fan, you will have already set up some, you know, ammunition to continue to push forward in your life. So that's kind of the first part of what yeah. I did through recovery and like the first revelation I had of just like pure happiness. And then the next thing I was able to do is dissect some of these things like my relationships with business partners. A lot of us out there, they get up, they go to work. And because you're in this place of kind of like what we were talking about, I think before we really started recording, which is like, People just kind of like go with their every day in and out and they don't really understand like the changes that need to happen because they're so comfortable. Um, I just started to be like, oh, like I can evaluate if this is working for me and evaluate this business relationship. And so go back to my original point, I was able to use the superpower in my book of being uncomfortable and I was literally able to use it and say, this is an uncomfortable space and I'm going to make myself comfortable in it. And another superpower in my book, which is being flexible. It's like, well, I can't work out. I'm sitting in this hyperbaric chamber for like a few hours a week, which is really good for you. But it was also somebody like me that likes to twerk all day long. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. And I'm taking all of these uncomfortable situations and I'm being flexible, learning how to be creative within that. Yeah. And yeah, so you know, the therapy and the self-reflection and evaluation of things that were happening in my life prior to surgery just really revealed themselves. It was literally like a volcano erupted in such a great way. And I really like to tell people, not all bad things are bad things. Yeah. A lot of bad things, if you, once you get through the stress of it all, because you should be allowed to feel the emotion that you're going through, but yeah. once you get through the stress of it all, all of that lava that's coming out of that volcano is actually incredibly great. And you, we all know what happens with lava. It turns into rock. Like it makes you harder. It makes you stronger. But it only really, if you pay attention, 
can you mold it to what it is that you can benefit from in your life? Yeah. So now I understand why those people would be taking pictures when the volcano's erupting right by it. You're well, one of those people. Reckless, You're one but, of them. I mean, mine was just an analogy. <laughs> You're just psychologically. <laughs> right. But also this speaks to your wisdom, you know, to understand that this was an opportunity to foster growth. You know, so often, of course, when things that are inconvenient happen, it's, it takes a lot for us to get to find a silver lining, mm. right? But I think that real enlightenment is just that speed of the process of how quickly you realize, oh, this is for me. This is, this is presenting an opportunity for growth, for understanding, for letting things go. You mentioned that too when you were, when you were sharing your experience of just being able to identify some things you need to remove from your life. How important is that? I think people are afraid to remove things from their life out of fear of judgment. Um, maybe they have their own abandonment issues, uh, but mostly fear of what people are going to think about them. And actually, it's really fear of change. You know, I've said before, you know, perfection is temporary, change is constant. And you can't continue to reach 100% unless you're constantly changing because. You know, no one flies at 30,000 feet in every flight and never experiences turbulence. You know, there are bumps in the road that you have to kind of go through. And so I just want people to embrace that. And yeah, like I definitely understand, like I'm coming from a place, like you said, of wisdom. Like I've been through a lot. I definitely understand how it could be fearful or, you know, it could be scary, but just kind of embracing that turbulence in your life just i don't know just like really makes you better i'm not sure if i answered your question or not (laughs) absolutely yeah facts facts i mean you know and i want to ask you about this as well because your focus now is so crazy when we if you really think about this in order to sometimes go to a higher level or even to sustain your your travel you got to let stuff go you got to lighten the load right but so often, I think we be trying to take everything with us, you know, pile on as much as we can. And it prevents us from really growing or for us to keep moving forward. It's a natural process of life to make room for other things, mm. you know. But another one of your focuses, as I started talking about, is longevity, right? So it gave you a new perspective on the process of aging, right? You mentioned mm. you're 44, <laughs> all right? The, the double fours out here. and can you share just what you, what your shift has been mentally? Because you are still, you're like one of the highest performing people. As of this recording right now, you just taught, I don't know, you just did two today, two yeah, workouts today, two live streaming to workouts. Yeah. Yesterday you filmed, and then Saturday, you were tearing it down at <laughs> Shalene Johnson's son, Brock, his wedding. You know, there were shirts coming off. There was a lot, there was, it was craziness. And here you are, you know, sitting with me, and, you know, this is just a, a day, you know, a, a week of work for you, Yeah. you know? So how's your mindset shifted and what are you doing now to really look at longevity? Oh man, I'm gonna probably ask you to ask that question again because I have so much in there. But I first wanna talk about what you said about lightening the load. And this is very interesting. So I pack my bags when I travel and I try not to overpack. I really try really hard not to overpack. And so this time I said to myself, and I learned this from Scott 
I'm like, I'm going to wear the same clothes every day except for my underwear. Like, unless I have to be at a dinner, unless I have to be at the wedding, unless I have to be on set, I'm like, I'm wearing the same clothes. And I used to be like, I'm never doing that. You know, being from the hood, like you want the new sneakers and the right. new outfit, whatever. And I, and I took pictures every day of me in that outfit. Like, it's like, and Scott's like, see, it's not so bad. Cause I used to tease him. And what I realized is I'm looking in my suitcase and some people might be like, oh my gosh, that's gross. But I did this as my own social experiment. And I'm looking at my suitcase. I'm like, my suitcase is 48 pounds. And like, I literally could have got rid of 15 pounds by just because I'm going to wear this every day. I don't smell, I, you know, I work out in something else. I shower. So just like lightening the load in your life, I, I really invite people, unless you go to an office every day and people think you're crazy, like try that. Just try to say, all right, I'm going to minimize this and you'll still have really great quality. You'll still have a really great quality of life if you don't like overpack stuff in your mind. And I think that's what the trend, which the, what the message is. We do that in our minds. We pack so much stuff in our minds, stuff that we don't need, stuff that's not going to benefit us, stuff that like, you know, spikes our cortisol. Like, you know, we just, because at the end of the day, when we overpack, we're packing in stress. And so people don't understand, and we can say it, you can't see stress. You can't see it. Calorie free. You, it's calorie free and you're not sneezing, you're not coughing, you don't have a fever, and people outside don't know your stress. It's easy to hide. But that is obviously, as we know, one of the biggest killers, you know, in 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 the in the existence of humankind. So anyway, that's why I wanted to say, try not to overpack your life or overpack your mind. But let's talk about longevity. So I'm gonna be really real here. I'm about to go really, really real. So I just want everyone to, to kind of, you know, go with me here. So in the process of recovering from surgery, I was just like, I, I got my blood work done and I'm like, but I want a hormone panel done. And my doctor said, I'm giving you a full, hormone panel. We're going to do everything. We're going to just kind of see what's going on with your body. Cause you know, I'm walking around here like, you know, I'm Shanti, I'm fit. You know what I'm saying? I can do pushups. I can run 10 miles. I really can't do that, but I can fitness, <laughs> you know, I can do hit training like the best of them. And then I realized, you know, when I got my blood work done, it, some of the things that I saw in my blood work correlated with some of the things that I was experiencing. And one of the things that I was experiencing was like my erections weren't like they could be, you know, I was just like, and I used to say to my husband, I'm like, no, like something's not right. And he's like, you know, it's fine. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, 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 like something's not right. And then I saw my blood work, like testosterone was low, estrogen was high. And I think it was really because I was like super, super stressed. So I was like, how can I combat this? And I went on a deep dive into accepting the fact that I'm 40 plus years old and things like this happen and I'm not perfect. You know, I feel like, I don't feel like I'm perfect, but like when it comes to fitness and health, I'm like, yeah, you know, I eat good. It's that and the third. And so I was like, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is hire a personal trainer. And I know people are going to be like, why does Shanti need a personal trainer? And in hiring a personal trainer, I'm like, I'm going to hire a woman. Because I don't want somebody who's training me to think like, oh, I'm working out with Shanti and like, 
I, I don't want the male dynamic. I really just, I didn't want it. So I hired, I walk into my physical therapy place and it just happened to be one of the women that was working on my shoulder. And the second time I was in there, I was just like, can you be my trainer? And she didn't even really personal train like that anymore. And she was like, yes. Like she was like super happy. <laughs> yeah. Come to find out, long story short, which is really cool, is my insanity workout was the first workout she did as a teenager. And that's why she went and ended up began, becoming a doctor in physical therapy. So it was just like Incredible. this like kind of divine intervention yes. that happened. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get a personal trainer. This is, this is so dope. The second thing that I did, I, my friend told me about peptides. And she was like, you know, there's a couple of peptides out there and there's a vitality center that I go to. She's like, I really want you to try it. And I, you know, I spoke to them and I went out to Dallas and I got these peptides. One was for like recovery and the other one was to like um, release like your human growth hormone naturally from your pituitary gland because, you know, I was like wanting to build muscle. And then the third thing, which was kind of like the most humbling thing is testosterone therapy. And so for me, I've always looked at as a younger person, I always looked at, well, I don't need testosterone. Like, you know, I'm this, that and everything. And, you know, I'm happy and I feel good. But I, when I saw my blood work and I related it to like what I talked about with my erections and I and then started being like, oh, like my stress levels really, really high. And I feel like because I'm a naturally energetic, happy person, like motivator, it's easy for me to funnel that energy into life. But I realized that, and I'm going to be very honest, at the end of the day, I was popping gummies, you know, with some THC, not every day, but I was just like, I was so, I had such anxiety. I was like, I need something. I need something like, so like a couple times a week and which is really crazy. People are like, yo, Chauncey, you taking that? Yes, I was. I was like, I need, I was just like so out there, you know, just kind of like trying to reel everything in. Anyway, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this testosterone therapy. So I actually got the one where they put the pellets in your body. So I didn't have to take a shot. And two weeks later, I my, like my entire mood started to change. Like, you know. Everything else started to change if you know it's more I mean. robust. Woo! <laughs> I, you know, keep it real. Scott was like, is, and I was like, yeah, it is. You know, <laughs> like it was, so it was like all these things happening. And then it, what it did was it made me accept the aging process. I was like, oh, like this is cool. It made me accept the aging process. It also like made me become even more honest with myself. And like your wife, Ann says, she was like, yeah, really. She's like, a lot of people say, you know, I give zero fucks and I really stopped giving zero fucks. But you want to know what was a driving force for me to really like showcase who I am beyond the testosterone, beyond getting a personal trainer, beyond getting a therapist was one day I was driving in my car and I was just, I hadn't experienced that natural, overwhelming happiness where someone didn't call and tell you something or you didn't hit the lottery mm -hmm. or you didn't get the deal or you you didn't get this like amazing deal it was just like i was i felt this overwhelming feeling of happiness and so that's when i was just like wow like all of these decisions and all of these like you know like well the struggles were good you know that they caused me to make these decisions that like helped me you know getting help and i think that at the end of the day that is one of the things that I think a lot of people are afraid to do or admit, especially if it's medical, 
especially if it's hormonal, especially if it has to deal with your spouse and intimacy. Um, and as a man, you know, not wanting to feel weak or like talk about stress, it just like revealed all that where it helped me. I was just like, I have to accept this and I have to, you know, dive into literally changing my life. And then it just made me accept who I am even more. Like I, from the time I was 21, like, you know, me being gay was never an issue for my family or me. I was just like, you know, that was never the issue. But society wise, like, you know, being a fitness professional or fitness guru and being in a public eye and people, because I was such a motivator, people say like, you know, you know, Shanti's such a stand up guy. I'm like, I am, but I'm also ratchet as hell. Like, I also love to dance. I also love the part. I also like, I, there's so many different sides of my personality. And I just was like, I need to showcase all of this. So now being where I am at this moment in this very space, I'm just living. People say live your best life. And I'm truly grateful that I can live my best life through the struggles that I've had even as an adult. Yeah, man. You know, this is, this is one of the reasons that I love you and appreciate you is just being able to, to share because some, so many of these things are so taboo. You know, we just don't talk about them. Mm -hmm. And yet, just about everybody experiences them in some different flavor of it. And because of the person that you are, like you said, we, when we were talking before the show, squats, lunges, push-ups, the stuff is pretty much the same, you know? Yeah. But it's not the thing, it's the energy behind it. Mm -hmm. It's the dynamics, it's how the person puts it together, it's how the person makes you feel. And right before you came in here, and this episode would have come out prior to this one coming out, but we had sitting in that same chair, somebody who discovered pluripotent stem cells and one of the most brilliant thinkers in the world. And his team is going on. I was like, Shanti's going to be coming here in a few. They're just like, oh my God. You know, like he's had such impact. You know, he's talking about the original program that they did back in the day and how it got them into health. And now the guy, one of the guys has done climb like summited Mount Everest and like all these Ooh. different mountains, whatever. But you were a catalyst in the life of so many people. Number one, how invaluable is that, you know, to be a trigger. You even mentioned the, the your personal trainer that you ended up hiring. Yeah. You put her in that position just by your influence. It wasn't the workout. It was you, you know. And so to, to be able to dig through those layers, to take time. And to open yourself up even more and to share and to express. And so, but just, just to circle back for a moment, you know, we're talking about the level that we're at today to be able to find out what's going on with our biology, right? Mm. This is a great gift that we have. But we're still talking about, if you're talking about a different treatment, peptides, testosterone, these are still in the 1%, these yeah. 2%, whatever. It's who you are. You're doing all these other great things and stacking conditions in your favor experiences vitality why not add these things to the mix right. you know you're not trying to focus on one thing is this going to save your life you're doing so much and this is what i'm a huge proponent of it's just like let's stack conditions in your favor but what often doesn't get talked about which you've brought up several times is the fact that this is more about letting go mm. than anything and making room because and we'll put the study up for everybody who's watching on youtube so there was this meta-analysis done. They found that upwards of 80% of all physician visits today are for stress-related diseases. Stress is fucking us up, you know? And so being able to, it's not just proactively creating a stress resilience. It's processing, which you mentioned therapy. 
And it's also having the audacity to feel good, mm. right? And so you've done things to help yourself to do that. Yeah. Oh, man. Whew. You say so many things that I like my brain is like firing all around. So first thing I want to say is the human experience. I know some people are super religious. They think they're going to heaven. Hopefully they're not going to hell. They have like, you know, people believe in afterlife. There's all of these, you know, religions that keep people on a path of, you know, believing. But not but. And what's really important is for all of us to know that the only life you're really going to remember is the one you're living right now. Because if you do believe in afterlife and or if you do believe in, you know, reincarnation, if you come back as a dog, you're still not going to remember the fact that you were Susie. You know what I'm saying? So why not make Susie really great, you know, and like create an incredible human experience for Susie? How do you do that? You become a decathlete of life or for females, you become a heptathlete of life. You know, I always said if I went, even though I was like really good at the hurdles, 400 hurdles, but I always said if I would have taken my track scholarship, I would have wanted to be a decathlete because, you know, I don't really want to be good at one thing. I want to be good at a lot of things. You know, I don't want to be great at one thing. I want to be good at a lot of things. And, you know, because I, I learned that at such a young age with athletics, I do that in my life, which is, you know, we talk about therapy. Um, you know, hormonal therapy, you know, help, you know, relationships. And I just want people to sit in that for a second. If you really dissect your life, if you go to work eight hours a day, you know, you spend eight hours doing this one thing. That's not the only thing you're great at or good at. It's not. It's just not, you know. And so I want people to create a human experience by becoming a decathlete in your life. Like pick those 10 things that you really love to do or that you really want to learn how to do to elevate your life. Because believe it or not, sometimes the things that we're really good at, and for me, it's fitness. Actually, I'm not really good at fitness. I'm just really good at motivating the hell out of people to never give up. But most of the time, what you're really good at is the thing that causes you the most stress. Mm. So if you don't allow yourself to... <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. So if you don't allow yourself to like... I mean, I can ask these amazing guys here who are filming and I'm like... But what else? Like, you got these cameras right. You make Sean look good. Hopefully, you're making me look good. But I know when you leave here, like, some people play the guitar. Some people sing. They love karaoke. You know, some people swim in the morning. They probably could swim a bomb-ass 100-meter freestyle. But you would never know. They don't spread that to the world. They don't share any of, any of that because you spend so much time doing that one thing. And that one thing that you're really great at can cause you a lot of stress. You can ask any professional athlete, right? Look at, Sh I think her name is Shikari. Shikari Richardson. Richardson, yeah. like incredibly talented person. And then, you know, you see, I don't know whatever going on in her life. And, you know, she wasn't like hitting the top, her top spots, probably like she wanted to. But I'm sure it has something to do with something that she was spending a lot of time doing that she was really good at, right? A lot of time, even if it was just running. So I say that to say, like branch out. And that's why I'm not afraid to be who I am in all facets of my life. You know, I know for a fact that my personality is really what gets me in rooms 
on stage and it it's what gets people to show up because there are people who do more push-ups than me there are people whose biceps are bigger than mine and abs are better like you're not going to be the tallest person or the shortest or the prettiest or you you I already know but what I have to offer people is like I offer them pieces of my personal life's the athlete you know I'm like this is what I can do and this and you can use those you know, other things that you're good at to enhance what you do for eight hours a day in a, in a, in a way, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Got a quick break coming up. We'll be right back. It's no secret that processed food manufacturers have a team of scientists chemically constructing Franken foods that are incredibly addictive, but also causative agents of degeneration and disease. It's one thing to tell yourself to stop eating these processed foods. It's another thing to our biology that can actually become addicted to some of these chemical and sweet elements. Well, researchers have recently discovered that there is a natural food element that's able to help our brains and our biology resist the urge to eat hyperpalatable fake processed foods. A study published in the peer-reviewed journal Appetite found that chlorophyll can actually aid in weight loss and reduce the urge to eat hyperpalatable foods. And what's really interesting is that it was also found to increase the release of glucagon-like peptide 1, which, according to research published in the Journal of Endocrinology, has a potential to trigger body fat redistribution. This means that it's sparking the release of visceral, aka belly fat, and increasing the ratio of subcutaneous fat, which appears to be more protective against metabolic diseases. Pretty cool stuff found in chlorophyll. What are the most chlorophyll dense foods that you can find? Well, anything green is gonna have chlorophyll. It's an indicator of the chlorophyll content, but specific foods like chlorella, getting its name from chlorophyll is really taking things to another level. Chlorella is actually 50% protein by weight. It's complete protein one of the most protein-dense nutrient sources ever discovered. It also contains carotenoids like lutein and zeaxanthin that have been found to protect our vision from things like macular degeneration. And to top it off, a double-blind placebo-controlled study published in Clinical and Experimental Hypertension found that chlorella was able to significantly reduce blood pressure of test subjects with hypertension by the end of the 12-week study period. So being an actual source of treatment for people experiencing hypertension. Something remarkable about it. Chlorella, combine that with spirulina, another nutrient-dense super algae, which is 71% protein by weight. And spirulina, of course, is also another remarkable source of chlorophyll, along with being rich in B vitamins and copper and iron. The list goes on and on in the micronutrient ratios. I get them combined together with other powerful superfoods in the Organifi Green Juice formula. Go to Organifi.com forward slash model. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash model. You get 20% off their incredible green juice blend. Their red juice blend is amazing as well. My kids love it. Their gold is remarkable. Just everything that they carry, they're doing things the right way. Organic low temperature processed to help to retain the nutrients and they taste fantastic. Go to Organifi.com forward slash model for 20% off. Now back to the show. Man, I love this. This this perspective of the decathlete, like that's a game changer. You know, actually just taking time, do some introspection, like 
what are the 10 things that bring you joy? You know, what are the 10 things that, you know, if you could, you would, you would do these things. Oftentimes, probably nine or eight of those things you rarely ever do, you know, because you got this story and you just focus on this one thing, right? So that's so powerful. And the fact that you mentioned the thing that you're really great at giving you the most stress, I know that very intimately for sure, you know, and we can frame it in a certain way as good stress. It helps us grow all the things, but it's still a stressor. It's a know? stressor. Yeah. You know, like you're... You are so great at hosting a, a show. You're so great at bringing like, I get like emotional when I talk about you to people because you're so great at like bringing facts. And, you know, some people just talk to be talking. You know what I'm saying? Like you're really great at like letting them understand why you're saying something. But you have to do research and you stayed up all night to do it. And like, even when we were talking before the show started, you're writing your book and that's why your shoulder was jacked up, which created you to sleep on one side, which created you to, you know, have the back pain. Like what you're doing and what you're really great at is creating some kind of stress, you know? Not to say that you can avoid it 100%, but like you said, what are those 10 things that bring you joy that you can bring and add to your life? So for me, almost 12 years ago, I started playing tennis. And, you know, I remember my husband, Scott, saying, like, you'll never hit like a pro. He's like, it's, it's just really hard. And I, first of all, I was like, do you know the f I am? Like, what? <laughs> so that made me, <laughs> sorry, I curse on my show. But, um, but that made me say, oh, okay. To the point where, you know, I was playing with Serena Williams. I would be at pro tournaments and like pro Tennis players would be like, hey, Shanti, you know, you want to come hit? And I would, I remember one day I was in Indian Wells, the tennis tournament, and there was a tennis player, professional tennis players, like staying two rooms down for us in our hotel. And he saw me, he's like, hey, you want to hit in the morning? I remember walking out of the hotel in the room in the morning. I look at Scott and in my head, I was like, yeah, motherfucker, like I'm going to go hit out here with him. <laughs> and I'm like really, really good friends with one of the best tennis coaches in the world. Like my name was on the center court at his academy. Now. I love Scott. Like, you know, he, I, maybe he did it on purpose. But my whole point is like, I started playing tennis late in life and I realized I was really good at it. And so when I would, when I would announce that, like, oh, I'm a tennis player, you know, no one would even care. Like, they'd be like, oh, you know, that's nice. They don't understand tennis. But let me tell you what I got from tennis. Not only did I get speed, power, agility, strength, these, all these physical things, but you know what else I got? Not specifically but i learned how to play chess i learned how to play chess the chess of life mm. so like in tennis everyone thinks that like you're just trying to win a point essentially you are but you're trying to build a point you're trying to wear your opponent down you know you're trying to take them or her deep short angle drop shot and so tennis like i was able to apply it to my life mm. i remember like creating my programming for my fitness workouts i'm like oh i'm gonna like push these people i'm gonna make their brain work a little harder i'm gonna make them dig deep like all mostly all of my tattoos have something to do with what i put people through physically and like the mental motivation that needs to come with the action that you are taking to be successful or yeah to be successful at that moment so, and I use, I use tennis a lot, man. It's just like so good. But now I'm 220 pounds and I'm like, whoo, I was playing this 18 year old. I said, all right, you're gonna have to use his legs and his booty to like shorten the point. You can't wear him down cause he's gonna wear you down. But 
you know, it's just like things that you do in your life, you can really use in other areas of your life. And it's so profound if you do it. So this is a great analogy, you know, bringing chess into the tennis court, right? And to be able to understand, like, this isn't just about the thing. It isn't just about hitting a, a ball with a racket. Mm -mm. There's so much more. And this is, I think, why one of the big reasons why we're such fans of sports in general, you know, it's the stories. And it's the, it's, the, it's the growth. It's the evolution. It's the responding to adversity and all these things that have been consistent in our, in our evolution as a species. And also, you know, there's just this natural thing within us to want to play, to want to compete. But of course, it's gotten crazy to the point where, you know, you, technically you're putting a ball into a basket and yet you can make $500 million doing that, what might be considered to be a child's game. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, how would we get to a place where that's a thing is, I think we're also a fan of excellence. Mm -hmm. But then this comes to with that excellence and also our, our nature to want to compete, whether you're on the court or you're just rooting for a team, this can also put you in a position where you're also receiving vitriol as well. And how do you handle that? Mm. So this brings a good segue to my guy here with you being authentic to yourself and you expressing yourself and you, again, sharing your gift and impacting lives of so many people, but you're also, and you're also, a diverse person with so many different things that you are passionate about. Obviously, you faced a lot of, I mean, in comparison to the love, it's minuscule. Right. But that can jump out to you when people are throwing hate your way. And I know there are a lot of people listening who feel compelled to share their voice and to share their personality, but they're, they're in fear of getting that pushback or that hatred or that criticism how would you recommend people first of all how do you deal with that you know back a few years ago versus who you are now oh how do i deal with it <laughs> well a few years ago because i was just kind of dubbed like the fitness guy and the fitness guru and i would go on shows and i would do motivational talks you know i think that the world of the social media niche kind of just made people funnel me and or you or whomever funnel people into like this is who they are fully and so i just thought that was like i always thought that was really odd because it's like you know now people like make you a a, a, a tv show or like they they make they it's like they're tuning into a channel I mean, and sometimes that like really works, like, you know, with products and stuff that really works because it's like, what am I going to get? But when it comes to me as a human, I don't want to be funneled into that. And so before I just remember, like, even when I first of all, even when people found out I was gay, because the tabloids went crazy when I got married, they're like, Shanti comes out via Twitter. I'm like, I've been out since I was 21 years old. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I just I thought that was like really odd. Um, so once that happened, you know, I was called the fag, like I was called all kinds of stuff, like people who like did my workouts and they, they would say, oh my gosh, you changed my life. They would also like call me those words, you know? And I just thought that was, I, it was like super hurtful because like you said, there's all this love, 
But like those things where you literally live your life to help people and because you're just different than them, they want to like ridicule you and make you like trash because they haven't experienced that or maybe they're hiding that or, you know, or maybe they haven't had a relationship with somebody that's like you and it doesn't define who I am. I just, it was just, it was crazy. Like I used to just get like really mad. But then, so the next transition was I stopped really caring. And then I realized that the, most of the people, like you say, are showing so much love. And then some people, some people would write messages of thank you for your bravery. Thank you for you being you. And then I took the role of protector because I'm like, it's less about me because some people say, oh, you know, don't respond to the haters or don't respond to that. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not one to not take up for myself. And secondly, I'm definitely not one to watch somebody else get bullied. So when you're saying this to me, there are people who literally come to my page or to my, to my event or whatever it is because they want to be in a safe space and a free space. So then taking on a role of protector really helped me graduate to, yeah, like I'm, I'm really going to show all of who I am. I'm really going to be, you know, messy today post my podcast, give you motivation tomorrow, help you lose weight the next day, help you gain weight the day after that, and just be really open about who I am. Knowing, I thought one of the biggest, most interesting things was, I remember I had, <laughs> over the course of the pandemic-ish, I like really quickly got like 1.3 million followers on TikTok or 1 million followers. And it was just like, just got all these followers. Like, it was so crazy. I thought the algorithm was so interesting. And on Instagram, I lost 70,000 followers because I started showing more of who I am. I stopped making people feel comfortable. I stopped living in this, this is only who I am. But it was just so interesting because on another platform, I'm gaining, like you said, you lose 70, but you gain 1.3 million, yeah, there's crossover, but not a lot. And it's just like, it, so I just thought that was really interesting. So that was just kind of like this social, like mental thing that I was like, why would I not be who I am? I'm really, I don't wake up to hurt anybody. I literally wake up being like, you know, how can I like make people feel good today? How can I make people feel sexy today? How can I make that person that meshes me yesterday? You know how many men message me that they're in the closet? Like it's unreal. It's unreal. 95% of them are married with kids. And so while these people are hating me for being who I am, I have these, I'm like a lifeline for so many other people. Or women, women will message me about my love for my husband. Like they're taking, they're in a heterosexual relationship, but they're saying, wow, like this is, oh my gosh, this is giving me ideas to talk to my husband or talk to my wife. Or so, you know. I just keep doing what I'm doing and I keep evolving into what I'm going to evolve in. And, and I love it. And I, it's just really great. And it just, I think that what everyone out there needs to understand, this is like, you are going to be more impactful to people by being yourself than conforming yourself to people who are just going to stay complacent. Like if you make people only feel comfortable all the time, they're not going to learn from that. But the minute you step outside of your comfort zone of who you are, you're going to relate to people and you're changing lives. Just like, you know, your show, you push the envelope. Like, you go against the envelope. I'm sure people be like mad as shit. 
You know what I mean? But you're like, no, but like, there's another way to think. There's education to be had. And so, you know, that's just what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just not afraid to do it. Yeah. I used to be, I mean, I was bullied. You know, I was, I was a gay kid, you know, in third grade. I remember getting bullied in third grade. And then I'm just like, well, I'm just going to fight. I'm like, I might be gay, but I can whoop that ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm not going to just sit back and be like, oh, like, no, we're going we gonna to rock. You know what I mean? And I only got bullied in third grade. That was the last time. Because I'm like, at first of all, I didn't even know I was gay. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm like, all right. So, I mean, I just kind of, <laughs> I guess I just kind of take that now too. But I, now I just take on the role of protector. I just don't think people should have to feel bad for who they really are. Yeah, yeah. You know, today is, well, like we have so much exposure to other people's perspective, which in some ways is beautiful. In some ways it's a problem because you're exposed to everybody's perspective. And it's great because everybody has a voice, but it's also potentially problematic because everybody has a voice. <laughs> exactly. And with that said, you've got to be able to go within to maintain your sense of sovereignty and awareness that, you know, for somebody to take the time, if you're genuinely doing something to be of service or just to, you know, to share your heart and somebody has the time to take their own time and write something negative or to say something evil to you, you know, or, or to just spew hatred at you. Mm. Take the time to do that. You've got to be able to put that in its proper perspective because it truly does. I don't have time for that. I've never, I've never left a negative YouTube comment or said something negative on somebody. I don't agree with everything. Of course, I don't agree with what everybody's <laughs> exactly. saying and doing, but I don't have time to, to sit up here and construct a negative thing to say. You know, I wish them the best, you know, <laughs> like if it is a seriously like deranged perspective, it's just like, I really hope that they find their way, you know, like I, peace out, I'm moving on, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But to take the time to say something negative, it really does say, because people say that, like it says more, so much about them. That sounds like a good quotable, but for real, like you've got to be able to rein in your mind and understand like, this is who I am. And if I'm going to be, I know friends, and I know we've probably both done this, but we'll go down a hole with some people trying to find like, no, no, you, you're misunderstanding, you know, <laughs> yes. because I really, I'm about that life. I, I'm, I love people. I've got, you know, whatever amount of experience I'm here to serve. That's not my intention, whatever you're saying, right? And you could waste time and energy trying to appease somebody who really, in the grand scheme of things, does not really care. They don't. Yeah. I, and to that point, and this is, I really want to say this. Here's what's like really like kind of like a crazy revelation that I had. When people leave negativity on your doorstep, like let's say people gossip about you, right? They leave that whatever environment that they gossiped about you and they're happy and they don't think about you for one more second, but they put all this negativity on you. And now you're thinking for the next 20, 30, 40 minutes of a comment that this person just said about you when they've moved on to the next post or they moved on to the next gossip circle. Like they literally don't, they fall asleep and not, not even thinking about the fact that they made your day horrible, but you take on all this energy for the rest of the day and quite possibly 
not being able to sleep at night. Right. So that's when I started to be like, I, you know, one, I do respond to some negative comments only because, like I said, I have people in there that like really need me and they need my voice to like continue to move forward. But I just want you to think about that for a second. That person that tried to make you feel like crap, they are not thinking about you later, but you're thinking about them. So you try to take it with a grain of salt or whatever it is. I just, it's, it's, and, but, and, and the opposite of that, believe it or not, the people who talk really great about you, they're thinking about you. You know, those people who leave those really great comments on your post or the people who actually send you a text message or leave some sort of like great review about you, they are thinking about you all the time. The people who leave a negative something or who wants to throw negativity your way, they're not thinking about you five seconds later. So like put that in a perspective when, some, when you let something bother you for an extended period of time. Wow, that's powerful. I never thought about that particular thing. But that's, think about it. Like, yeah. I really love you. I'm, if I'm here and I have time, I'm coming back to you. If I don't like you, I'm not thinking about you, nor do I want to be around you. Right. right? So yeah. it's like, why this am I? I'm sense. not going to give that my, I'm not going to give the negative people my energy, especially if I didn't do anything to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, man, you know, we live at a very interesting time where, we have all of this access. We have the ability to share, to share our perspective. You know, it's really remarkable to hear all of the absolutely brilliant people in their respective fields who come in here and they talk, they're talking good behind my back, right? So these are people who are thinking about me and who are extending that out in the work that they do versus would I want to get caught up in somebody who might not like a certain thing that I say or a certain perspective, whatever the case might be. But this brings to the point of like, I'm a huge advocate today more than ever of us being able to cultivate more of a societal norm of being able to perspective take. Mm. You know why I don't take the time to leave a negative comment is because I care about how you feel. Even if you don't care about me, I care about how you feel. And I want to create a, a space for you to grow and to evolve. Now, some people might see that, that well, they're, they're going to take this heat right now mm -hmm. and that can help them to, re to evolve, which sometimes that is the right, right method. But in general, I just don't have time for that, you know, because I'm so focused on how can I serve the thing that you just said, like you waking up with that, like, here's what I'm going to do. Always thinking about growing, being better, helping people to up level their game. That is such an honorable way to live, you know, and you inspire that in other people, too. So that is, for the people listening, that is your duty. If you're about that life, that is your duty and your greatest gift. And as you said earlier, you know, this is your opportunity. This is what you're going to remember. Mm -hmm. You know, it's in between the dashes. You know, when you were born and when you die, it's in between the dashes. Like, this is where it all is happening. And you have the opportunity to choose. You know, I think one of the things that this is probably going way out there for a second. but. One of the things that really changed my perspective on life is so one of my sons at two and a half, three years old, I showed him one outer space video. Like we were just talking about space stuff and he started watching videos with me on YouTube and then we just kept watching and kept watching. And this young kid is like soaking it all in. It is insane. Like I was just like, what? Like the, like 
at almost like at less than three, he knows every planet and he knows like about black holes and he has all this stuff. And so as I'm going down this <laughs> rabbit hole, literally of, you know, our universe. And I realized when I learned, I was like, the sun is going to die. The one thing that keeps us alive is also going to die. Like, think about that for a second. Like the one thing that keeps us alive is going to die, which means I say this in like, I think people understand. I'd be like, we ain't like, you know what I'm saying? Like we are, we are everything, but it's like, you know, like it takes eight minutes for the sun's light to even reach us. You know what I mean? Like this massive thing that's given us life is going to die. So while I'm here on this blip of time, because like in a couple billion years, like this planet is not going to be here. I'm like, I have to make the most of it right now. I literally have to make the most of this right now. This is too amazing to let pass us by. And as a person who, you know, struggled with anxiety, took depression medication before, you know, went through, again, sexual trauma, you know, been in abusive relationships. Like, I'm in a place where I'm just like, no, like, I literally have to live my best life. And I do this, like, this, I do this, which is, like, really bad. I always assume I'm just going to live to 100. I'm like, I'm going to give myself to 100. And I'm like, okay, I got 56 years left. Like, that's amazing. Which means I haven't even lived 56 years left. And I went through all this mess. I'm like, yo, I'm about to thrive my life away, literally. Like, I'm going all the way to the end. And, you know, I just want people to try and do the same. (laughs) Man, you know, you... Certain people, man, you just can't help it, man. You know, being around you and, you know, picking this up. And so, so grateful for you. So you were here filming, doing some live streams and some workouts. So you tell people where they get access to that kind of experience with you. And also just what else you got going on where people can come and hang out with you. Yeah. So I am on Beachbody On Demand Interactive. It's called Body. All you have to do is follow me on social media. Usually when I post like a twerking video, it's just I'm about to teach (laughs) or something. But um. Yeah, you know, I'm, I teach, I come here and teach uh, to LA and teach twice a month. I come once a month, but I teach four classes. So you can do a, a day pass with me. Um, you can just follow me on Instagram or go to shantilife.com for that. Uh, the other thing that I'm doing that's really, really interesting, I'm really excited about is I'm diving into like doing more retreats rather than super huge events. Cause I realize that I get really overwhelmed when I do events like what we did. But when I do, retreats that are tailored toward different things. I think I walk away, one, learning more about people. It's a little more intimate. Um, So I'm doing like three types of retreats. I'm doing a dig deeper retreat, which is where you come for like six days and you have to complete a certain amount of workouts in those six days. You like fellowship with people and it's fun. I'm doing like an all men's retreat because man, I'll get stopped in the elevator by just random guys. And they'll be like, what do you do? You know, and they're like, how old are you? And I think they see like the white in my my face. So they know I'm not like super young. And then I end up having these incredible conversations with guys like they just like open up about like really incredible stuff. And I get a lot of DMs from them. So I really want to do like an all men's retreat just to like really fellowship with people and like create an outlet, you know, and then um, the other one 
other thing is like follow me on Instagram because me and Scott are going to do our wine night. So during the pandemic, we did wine night after dark. And it's about like relationship and intimacy and communication and just, you know, for people who either are single and they want to, you know, dive deeper into love or people who are in relationships and they just want, we created a relationship thrivation course, you know, just like of our time being married, just like, I think it's really important if you live with somebody to be as connected to them as you possibly can in a really great way. Because I did find out from multiple therapists that during the pandemic, there are a lot of people that, you know, because they realized that they were kind of just coming home from work, but not really knowing each other and knowing each other's growth. So we just kind of took the opportunity to get people to connect to their spouses. And it, it just has been really great. But I just say, I just tell people, follow me on social media and just like turn on your notifications so you never miss anything good. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. My guy, my brother, I'm so grateful to be able to hang out with you for this little bit. And man, you're just one of the, man, I'm just grateful that you are around right now at this time on planet earth when I'm here. So I get oh, to experience and see this. Ditto. It's grateful I, for you. I have to tell you, you know, sometimes I'm like, you have such incredible guests on your show. Like, so if anybody's listening from my show, you've never listened to the Model Health Show, you have to just like subscribe now. But, you know, my expertise, if you will, as I grow, is just like life and living, kind of what we just talked about. Like, I'm not really great at like something scientific or food or, you know. So I've always like, damn, like, I, w I wanna revisit the show, but like, I don't know if people really understand my way of thinking. But after today, I'm like, that is cool. Like, I feel like I belong here. <laughs> you absolutely do, man. I'm so, again, grateful to have you here in this space. Thanks like, for me. this is an epic moment, man. You know, so I appreciate you again, everybody. Make sure to follow Sean T just to be, be connected with all the things because you're the cat the lead out here in these streets. <laughs> so, love you, man. Appreciate love you. you. Too. Thank you. Sean T, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope we got a lot of value out of this. Definitely. Follow Shanti and stay up to date with what he's doing. And if you were inspired to attend one of his in-person events, please do so. I spoke at one of his events not too long ago, and they are just world-class. And also, some of the most amazing people come out to Sean's events. He just attracts a level of greatness. And also, of course, check out his podcast, Trust and Believe, as well. And of course, he's a best-selling author. Don't forget about that. His book is really inspiring, too. But this episode today is about introspection and being able to turn within and being able to find meaning in those moments of challenge and to really decide on who you are and how you're going to show up because we get to choose. That's the power of being a human right now in this experience and this ability to really realize our agency that we have in our lives, our ability to make change and to write our stories. So. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, please share it out with your friends and family. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me. I'm at Sean Model on Instagram and tag Sean T. Let him know what you thought about this episode. We've got some incredible masterclasses and special world-class guests coming up very soon. So make sure to stay tuned. Take care. Have an amazing day. I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. 
and take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.